come to those times in life where you have some important conversations with your kids. You might call them milestone conversations. Today on Life Talks, that's what we're going to be discussing is when to have these milestone conversations and how do you have them. I'm Ben. I'm here with Dan. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship Church. Dan, this was your idea. I yep. think it's a I think it's a great idea because I think a lot of times we think of the small, you know, we're trying to think of the small conversations, but every once in a while there are these milestones in our in a kid's development and upbringing that you want to sit down and say, "Hey, here's something you need to understand." Yeah. So, um why why did you think of this idea? Well, I I'm a list maker. I I live my life by lists, and I I think it's important you, you know, to, to almost always be formulating and curating and and prioritizing topics that you want to get said mm. before uh, your children get educated by somebody else or or uh, leave the ability, you know, for you to have these meaningful conversations mm. as they get older. Yeah. And so <clears throat> uh, I, I have a list that I've made of key things, key principles, key values, key warnings that I wanted to have with my kids. And I pretty much got through them over the course of, of their lifetime. But now because I teach family discipleship, um, I'm actually a, requiring my students to be thinking in advance. Mm. What are things you want to be doing? What are objectives you want to see met uh, so that we have a plan? If, you know, a, a failure to plan is a plan for failure. Mm -hmm. And and so there ought to be at least a roadmap. It won't always be perfect and we won't accomplish everything on it that we want, but it'll certainly get us headed in the right direction and we'll go further than we would if we had none at all. Yeah, I think it's, this is such a great idea because even before we, we turn on the microphones, the, the three of us were in here, we were talking about things that, um, whether, you know, things that happened to us, we said, oh, we wish that our parents mm -hmm. had said something before mm -hmm. we experienced uh, these these things. And so I think that's just a, a, a really important um, idea to remember as parents is that preparation, that investment in them. There, there are times where you have to be ahead of the game a little bit, you know? And, and that speaks to intentionality. Yeah. I think probably for most people, if you say, what are the big talks that you should have with your children? You, you know, number one on the list is the birds and the bees talk. And then number two, they can't think of one. <laughs> it, because for, one, for first of all, the birds and the bees talk is so traumatic for both the parent and the child uh, that that it, it often gets delayed past the point when it's effective at all. Yeah, your kids are like, uh, really? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I learned about that five years ago. <laughs> Um, but, but there are so many other conversations and that's mm. a big one. It is an important one. Absolutely. hundred percent. And actually many of these conversations should not occur just once. And that's going to be one of mm. the things that I try to emphasize that, um, these are repeatable conversations that need to be reinforced as the child matures, as they gather more information and as they have more experiences. Yeah. So did the, this list of, of, of milestone conversations, did you break them up according to age or how did you, how did you break them up? Well, just for the sake of order. Yeah, I actually did. I, I have like preschool age and some of this comes from, uh, if you're familiar with classical education, there are basically three primary stages in a child's life. It's mm -hmm. called the, uh, the, uh, Paul Parrot, the pert and the poetic. Mm. Um, and the Paul Parrot is the one that up through about seven years of age, by the way, a child's character is largely formed by the conclusion of that. Hmm. Uh, your, your kids are hardening their values far sooner than most people realize. And then they, they kind of transition. They're receiving, receiving, receiving. They learn by rote memorization. They learn their ABCs, their times tables, and mm -hmm. uh, A says as an apple, mm -hmm. you know, all those things before the age of seven, <clears throat> between the ages of seven and about uh, the onset of puberty. And that 
age changes a little bit, uh, but early puberty at, mm -hmm. at, at the end of that level is the poetic age. This is when they start asking questions. They start mm -hmm. asking why. They start looking for the boundaries in their life. They push back a little bit more aggressively um, uh, with, with a, a little more thought and planning. A, a, a toddler throws a tantrum, whereas a, a, a an 11-year-old plots <laughs> mm. because they're capable of more sophisticated things. And you can yeah. start developing their higher order uh, uh, thinking skills, their mm. discernment skills. And then about the age of 14 is that final transition into the poetic. And that is what creative stage. That's when they internalize their values and it affects the affective domain, which mm -hmm. is basically your values, mm. um, uh, your priorities, what's important to you. Um, and, and so the kids shifts from asking questions, sometimes become more introverted and private with their thoughts, but they may express it in music or in poetry mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or um, in, in other ways. You know, a lot they, of, they question a lot more. They question that. a lot more, yeah. and, and they get a little dark during mm -hmm. this stage. Um, and that's when a lot of them say, well, I want to be a counselor. And they're, and they're always talking about their <laughs> problems and their hard times. Well, it's because they're ad adapting these first few years to the adult world more and more. Yeah. And so that poetic stage um, really is, is a crucial stage uh, for intentional conversation. So all of this cries for intentionality. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think most parents would would tell you, oh yeah, those are, I've seen my own child mm -hmm. develop and have these moments where the, things shift. And I think your explanation of that, even in in uh, social psychology, they, they talk about these stages of development, mm -hmm. and many of them mirror mirror those those stages. Yeah. I mean, you they just li about. they literally. If you if your kids take a um, standardized achievement test, there's one up through fourth grade, and there's one from fourth grade to eighth grade, yep. and then there's one for the final. Yeah, they literally divide their testing around yes. these three domains. Hundred percent. All right, yeah. so give us give us the list. All right, so uh, let me start with just age appropriateness is essential, and mm. and so don't give the kids more than they need, and also you don't engage a four year in a 40-minute conversation. <laughs> Basically, you can use this as a rule of thumb. Your child probably has an attention span equivalent maximum to the number of years old they are in terms of minutes. Mm, so good. a five-year-old gets a five-minute conversation. Yep. A 15-year-old may get a 15-minute conversation. Yeah. But anything beyond that, either you've got to be a really gifted communicator <laughs> or you need to break it up into smaller pieces yeah. because or, it's yeah. just not going to work. And every once in a while, you have those kids who are philosophers and they can think different a different yeah, level. But, yeah, but you, you get this, the, the, and, and there's this always this really special moment where the planets align and, and the mood is just right. And you have this incredibly deep conversation with your kid like, oh, man, that was so wonderful. I can't wait to do that again. And next time you try it, they're like, shut up. You know, I don't want to talk to you. So take advantage of those rare yeah. moments when the doors do swing open. Yeah. Drop everything and follow through. But in terms of age appropriateness, I start with the preschool. The preschool ones are pretty pretty essential. Um, and, and the first one is, and, and a lot of these are just common sense, but sometimes common sense isn't so common. Good touch, bad touch. Mm. Uh, this is this is the, the, the age in which they're vulnerable to exploitation yeah. by yeah. adults. We want to teach our children to respect adults, but we also need to teach them that there are limits. Absolutely. And so the good touch, bad touch, and the other side of that one, I think it should be a separate conversation, is the stranger danger. Mm. So um, 
um, the, the worst tragedies come whenever, um, you know, someone comes in and says, I've got a puppy in my van yeah. or would you like some candy? And we make the jokes about the guy in the white van driving around, but that's, you know, that's a, a, a stereotype because it does happen often enough. You know, mm -hmm. John Gacy and his clown outfits, mm -hmm. you know, they, you have to be really, really careful um, that your kids both respect authority and and so for our kids, there was a code word Absolutely. that they had yeah. to have. Our kids did the same thing. Yeah, and I, we don't care who it is. It could be somebody from church. It could be somebody from our neighborhood. If they did not say this word, do not get in the car with That's them. That's right. Um, and the idea that no one, not a friend, not a teacher, not anybody should touch you where your swimming suit That's right. is. That's right. And so that that becomes a pretty easy thing for them to remember. So those, those are those early ones that even a child who's three, four, five mm -hmm. years old, can we understand. need to protect them from that. Yep. Then we move up into that elementary, the early elementary years. And that's when you're going to first introduce them to death. Mm. You know, sometimes um, th this becomes um, almost a crisis because you may lose, they may lose a grandparent. Mm. Um, and people are often asking me, well, you know, I've got a six-year-old and their grandparent just died. Should I take them to the funeral? Should I let them see the body? I don't give a hard answer on that because I think every child is different. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've, I've seen, cause you know, being pastors, we see a lot, right? I've yeah. seen, you know, where they'll pick up a, a four-year-old and ask them to kiss grandpa goodbye oh, in the casket. Gosh. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, but so, so, so use some wisdom and some discretion on on that, um, but I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to shelter your kids from even the realities of death. But if they have a goldfish, uh, and Audrey, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Uh, I think this is hilarious. But my, my daughter actually was trying to keep her young her young son from experiencing yeah. death. She kept two goldfish. She kept one in her closet and one for him because she kept killing the goldfish so she could rotate them out. Oh. <laughs> he wouldn't know. <laughs> so, Audra, you're going to kill me for telling us. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I just think I would never have thought of that in a bazillion years. Oh, my you know? goodness. So, hilarious. So um, at, at some point, it is appropriate for them to experience, yes, Death. everything yes. that's born is going to hey, die. I remember when my gerbil died when I was eight years old. I mean, it was like... Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And 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 I don't think it's inappropriate then to go through the motions of a funeral. Yeah. You know, don't wrap him in a newspaper and throw him in the in the garbage. <laughs> but you know, put him in a little box, take him outside, yeah. say a little prayer. Yeah. All of these things and and help them to well, do people ever die? Yeah. You know, people, all people do mm -hmm. die. Yeah. And and this is why we want a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. You know, don't tell him lies. Don't say, well, everybody turns into an angel someday. <laughs> or sometimes uh also okay. don't don't go into the uh the depths of of the um, institutes of the Christian religion of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. theology of death, like <laughs> yeah. like keep you dangle it. above the fires of hell like a spider like, on a I web. Mean, just keep it keep it age appropriate, but obviously you it does give you an opportunity to introduce biblical a biblical framework to understand yeah. life and, and death. Always emphasize the truth and be careful on how you portray God, because I've seen p parents say, "Well, God wanted them home." Well, then they get angry with God oh, because yeah. they weren't ready for them to go. Yeah. And that's not even good theology. Don't, yeah, don't so, blame that death on God. Yeah. yeah. So um, an, another is, is uh, how to respond to play companions who are trying to get you to do wrong. Mm. Um, you know, whether it is, um, you know, playing doctor, like, yep. like some little children do. Yeah. And, and by the way, in our over-sexualized society, I think sometimes you know, if you find your five-year-old playing doctor underneath the stairs with another five-year-old, 
understand that you, you don't have to call the psychologist and they don't need to, and, and don't right. call the police and don't uh, because kids are curious and and they're they're wondering and they're exploring. You would only take that next step if it shows that unhealthy or right. if they're engaging in adult activities that says somebody's been exposed to right. pornography or, yes. or something else. 100%. But but the reality, you know, and I'm not trying to be crude, but I'll show me you show me mine and I'll show you yours what whatever that little joke that sometimes we say. That's that's actually pretty normal in child development. Mm. And, and again, because I ran a school for years, you had to face that. It's only when it crosses a line into adult behavior that right. then you have to yeah. get involved and always, 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 always get the other parent involved. That's right. Never hide it from a parent. But, um, but you know, how, how to, you know, pr- how to teach your child to say no to another child who's trying to get them to do something they know they 100%. shouldn't. Yep. And so an, another would, and, and then I think another conversation for strangers is, is do, I think this one should be repeated all the time. Um, and I, you know, I think to some extent we've over-responded to that because everybody hears about an abduction. Mm. 99% of the abductions you see at Walmart or, you know, on the wall or whatever are custodial issues. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It's a, it's an astronomical percentage yeah. of people that's, it's family related. Yeah. yeah the, the, the ones that are scary, the ones that are from a pervert or whatever, those usually make the national news and yeah. you know, they don't do it very, yeah. very often. Um, then, then I would say, and we talked about this last episode a bit, start guarding the internet. You say, well, I don't give my kids access to the to the internet, or I don't give my kids uh, their own smartphone, or whatever. And good for you if you don't. However, you're going to go over to family's house, and the other families may not have the same standards mm. you do. Mm. You may send your you know your ten year old or your six year old over to their cousin's house, and their cousin's twelve or fourteen, and maybe they have a phone. Yeah, and, and then maybe they say, and, and the kid says, and the kid will say that. Can I see that? And yeah. the kids think, well, sure, go ahead. You know, he doesn't know what your policies yeah. are. Yeah. So make sure that you're you're super involved with the kids on the internet and even just setting up policies. You know, there's some good things on the internet and there's some bad things on the mm, internet. If yeah. you see these, I need you to come tell me. Yeah. I was doing a project with my kids 20 years ago when Google first came out and they didn't have all the controls on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I Googled pictures of animals. That's the, That was the actual pictures of the animals because we were putting together a science project. And be Speciality came up. Oh, gosh. You know, I thought, I, you know, I almost flipped out of my chair. And, uh, that, but, so you don't have to be looking for it for it to come, yeah. to come up. Yes. So, um, and, and then also at that age, there needs to be a growing respect for the gender differences. Mm. Um, and, and I think this is, it's, it's sexual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So boys don't touch girls here. Girls don't touch boys here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and quite frankly, boys don't touch boys there and girls don't touch girls yeah, there and I, and I, as well. I, I, think, I think it's also important to say boys are boys and girls are girls. And boys the, can't be boy, boys can't be girls and girls can't be boys. Yes. And I think this is particularly important. And, and write me all letters you want. I won't even read them. The, on, on this issue, I always believe you should teach your boys never hit a girl. Mm. Never hit mm. a girl. Yeah. Well, what if she hits me? Do not hit her back. There is no excuse in which you hit. Go tell a teacher, go tell me, go do something. But there ought to never be an occasion where a boy hits a girl. Mm. And that ought to be just, just you know, drilled in their head. In uh, things like telling the truth or, or a, a boy should protect a girl. If you see somebody bullying or if you mm. see somebody bullying somebody who's smaller or weaker right. or for right. whatever reason, yeah. that you speak up. Mm. These are the times for those conversations. Yeah. Again, they don't have to be long. They can be done in your car while you're driving to school and ask questions. Well, what will you do if today at school you see that two boys have another guy and they're hitting him. What should you do? Mm. 
what and and give them the scenario and and he might say well i will run away because i don't want them well that's a you know that makes sense but who should you run away to you start walking them yeah. through the steps they should be taking you know one of the things that how my dad taught me that or my brother and sister when we were younger he would tell duke and butch and sassy molasses stories yes yes and duke and butch were the bad kids mm-hmm. and sassy Mal- i did so the same thing with my chris yep. ben and trisha there's the, the three oldest and he would tell stories of ethical decisions that mm-hmm. the kids started doing and Ben and Chris and Trisha were always the good kids that mm-hmm. made the right decisions. And Duke and Butch and Sassy and Molassi made the bad decisions. But it, those stories echoed in my mind. Yeah. And and so you, it doesn't always have to be a, a lecture. It can be storytelling that captivates their imagination. Yeah. And, and you don't have to that. be the world's best storyteller. Yeah. All stories are fascinating to kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or tell stories of things that happened when you were growing up. When yeah. I was a little boy, this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. All right, so then you go to that later elementary or to the age that sometimes they call tweens. Um, and that's when you probably start having those birds and bees talks. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and again, you don't have to get in, into the graphics of it. And again, my kids are older. Uh, it's harder today than it was even for, for women because the, the problem is you need to be on top of what they're teaching their kids at school. Now, by the way, I, I also believe this. If you find out that your school is teaching values or giving sexual education prematurely, then I would pull my kid out of the school either at least for those courses or for that day or permanently. I got pulled out of the sex education classes when I was in seventh grade because my parents didn't approve of the way it was being taught. Mm. Um, And you say, oh, wasn't that traumatic? Yeah, but I got over it. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to go sit in the library with about three other kids from my class. (laughs) Um, And we had a good time in the library. But but the reality is my parents were protecting me for for information they did not feel I was ready for. Um, But that's when you do have that birds. And you say, oh, I don't know how to do this. Well, ignorance is no excuse for disobedience. And this is a parent's opportunity. Get a book. There are plenty of good I was going to say, there's so many different... Look at Christian family life, focus on the family, passport to purity, whatever it is. Read the book together. Yeah. They have this whole... I mean, you only... They th- they have things so mapped out. All you've got to do is press the button to play the video and yeah. ans- ask the questions. I mean, yeah. it's very and, simple. And be a grown up about yeah. it too. You know, it's not a wee wee. Call it a penis. That's yeah. what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Because they need to know those terms mm. properly and appropriately. And they're going to ask questions and ask questions that it are answer questions that are appropriately to be asked, but never let them be personal. Yeah. You know, if 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 your kid. Uh, wants to know questions about mistakes you've made um, or, you know, do you and mommy? Well, the bottom line is the information they need needs to be reserved mm-hmm. for that age of where they're at and and realize everybody who was born was born because a dad and a mom got together mm-hmm. and and you explain it to them. And then some will ask questions and some will be like mortified and horrified and others, you know, you can get a variety of responses. Uh, but other things are temptations. What do you do yeah. when somebody wants you to do this? Well, they, mm. when they want you to sneak out of the house at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they want you to get into a car and they don't have a driver's license? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if they want you to take a drink of something, but you don't know what's in it? Right. Uh, what if they want you to smoke? Yeah. And go or take through, a pill or, or take or, a, oh, take yeah. a pill is a big one because that'll yeah. kill them today. Yeah. The, there's so, and you have to go through each of these scenarios very, very carefully. Mm. What kind of friends you should have. Um, uh, okay. And this is a really important one, puberty onset. Mm. Uh, and I ha- used to have this happen because I was a, a junior high teacher and 
it would make me so furious that sometimes they would not let a, a, a young lady know about their first menstrual cycle mm. and they would have it in class mm. and they were unprepared for this and it would terrify them. My wife often had to deal with that because she taught down the hall for me. Um, you know, don't let that happen to your daughter mm. and re- understand because all the chemicals and milk and everything, it's happening earlier and early. Mm-hmm. Prepare your kids for yeah. for those times. Um, even even your your boys, I recently had a conversation with a, with a, a, a young boy who was just simply said, my dad didn't tell me anything. I didn't know about nocturnal emissions. I didn't know about mm. masturbation. I mm. didn't know about any of these different things. And he was, he was angry. Mm. He said, I either had to find out from the school bus or I had to look it up on the internet. Uh, neither of which are going to give you exactly. good, good counsel. Yeah. Um, and, and so here's another stage that, and we're almost out of time, but let me urge you to do a rite of passage trip. Now you mm-hmm. did this and I did this. Yep. I got this idea when my kids were little and I was in Washington, D.C. working on my doctorate and I ran into this little Jewish kid and we were just talking it up on a boat ride to uh, Mount Vernon. And I said, well, what are you doing here? He says, I'm with my dad. And he said, how come? And he said, because I just turned 13 and my present was to go anywhere I wanted to with my dad and I chose Washington, D.C. And at that moment I said, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. So my wife gave our girls a trip anywhere they wanted. I gave the boys a trip anywhere they wanted in the con- in the United States. It was a week and and we just went and had a good time together, made memories yeah. and we called it the rite of passage trip. And awesome. we, they got it when they were 13. Um, and this, during a coming of age trip that maybe you take them away for two or three days, mm-hmm. like you mentioned in our last episode and you talk about a deep topic as well as have some fun, go hiking, yep. go fishing, go yep. swimming, all those things. Then when they're teenagers, you got to start talking about things like pornography, uh, how to choose a spouse, how to date, um, what does it mean to be a Christian man, manhood mm-hmm. and womanhood, drugs and drinking at a deeper level, Absolutely. how to pick a college, um, what, what is a, uh, what is, how do you respond to your sex, your own sexual temptations? Yep. Uh, how do you choose a career? Uh, when should you start working? How do you work? Do you get there on time? Do you do more than you're supposed to having a good work ethic, getting out of bed on your own? Mm. All of these that I just whipped through real quickly are intentional, prioritized conversations that we should be having with our kids because they're not going to pick them up accidentally. Amen. Man, Dan, that was really good. That was awesome. I hope that- And uh, as always, I take my time during the first half and then I blitz <laughs> Well, you know what? What we could seconds. do is we could go back and revisit that last section because I, right. I think it'd be worth having a deeper conversation about- Conversations with teenagers, maybe. Yeah, you know? I think that's a milestones with teenagers, even young adults when they're they're in college and beyond college. So um, great, great episode. I hope that as if you're a parent or, or soon to be parent, you will keep these in mind, have a conversation with your spouse and- and think through how you want to be intentional and disciple the, the kids in your own home. This has been another conversation here at Life Talks. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.